Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Nama. I am Casey and today I'm going to share a little bit about my journey as an exchange student. But before I start, I just want to send a big thank you to you if you're listening to this. I really appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate everyone who tunes in and supports the podcast. It means a lot to me. And to see that people are still listening to the show gives me motivation and the desire to continue to make content. And it makes me excited about it. It feels really good to put a lot of energy and my time and my heart and soul into something and to see it be successful is just really awesome. So I really appreciate everyone who listens to the show and is kind of supporting my dream, my little baby that I've created because I don't know that I had any intentions or expectations with it when I started it, but it's going really well and I'm just really excited and and grateful. So thank you to you, dear listener, for tuning in, for sharing, um, rating and reviewing the podcast and just spreading the word to other people because that is how um, this grows. It's how I continue to make the content. So please keep doing that. I really appreciate it. So today's episode, I am talking about how living abroad changed my life and even making the decision to live abroad changed my life. So for those that don't know, because I really don't think, I don't even know if I've shared a lot um, on the show about this, but in 2018, fall of 2018, I went to England for four months to study as an exchange student. I was still finishing up my bachelor's degree so this was a part of my bachelor's degree my undergrad experience there was a global studies department at my school and they had an exchange program so I ended up signing up for that and that's how I ended up in England I was in the northern part of England in Preston if you've ever been to Preston you know I kind of regretted that choice a little bit no shade to anybody who's from Preston or lives in Preston it was you know an awesome experience Um, it just the weather was very very depressing and it was a very small town so there wasn't a lot to do so it's not somewhere that I would live for sure and it's not somewhere that I would take anyone to visit I would go back to visit just to see the town like from a different perspective see where you know the places where I used to go but yeah oh Preston so anyway that's about a two-hour train ride south from Scotland that's where I was Preston England I went there from September to January um, for fall semester and it was a life-changing experience so to rewind I was doing my undergrad, I was working, things were going okay. This is on the heels of, so I mean, I guess it's like a year or so post twin flame, post no contact, and still kind of like reeling and dealing with all the stuff that came with that experience. And I was still figuring stuff out. I didn't really have um, any clear direction and I just you know I had a lot going on mentally just like not recovering but regrouping from that twin flame experience and everything that came with it so I was working and so I was working working full-time still doing my undergrad completing my undergrad one of the classes that I had um, was a like a cinema a movie class something like that anyway the, the person from the global studies club came to talk to the class about studying abroad they handed out flyers told us about the program you know whatever I thought it would be cool because I'd never been overseas but I didn't really think too much of it because I was working full-time I was helping pay rent 
and I just you know I had a life here so I didn't really think about that even being a possibility because I had stuff going on here and I didn't, just didn't think it would happen so I took the flyer and I still was thinking about it I ended up talking to my mom about it and my mom and I lived together at the time and just telling her yeah they came and they gave this flyer about the program and telling her about it but just telling her that I didn't think I would go because you know financially she needed my help paying rent and all this kind of stuff I just didn't want to do that to her but um, she was actually supportive and she actually pushed me to do it she wanted me to try it she wanted me to take the opportunity and see what it was like so her support was really a big turning point in me deciding to actually do it because she made me feel like it's gonna be okay I'll be fine don't worry about it you know so it kind of made it more like a real option in my mind so I ended up deciding to do it and letting my job know that you know in the fall I'm gonna be leaving for four months this is what's happening keeping them updated with all the stuff signed up for the program did all the stuff that I needed to do to get over there which was a long process of you know all kinds of stuff and picked a place to go there were several options I think because of my GPA which was not that low um, there were it shortened my options a little bit I had a 3.0 so some places wanted you to have a 3.5 blah 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 you know but I had a 3.0 so I only had a couple of options one was in Australia one was in England this place that I'd never heard of and Australia sounded like a fun thing and that was my my first option however in um, August of that same year I was gonna be in my friend's wedding I was gonna be a bridesmaid and the um, Australia semester would have started in July so I really wanted to be in my friend's wedding so and since I had already told her I would be I decided okay I'll just go with England because their semester starts in September that way I could still be there for her wedding and then I can go abroad after so that's the reason why I ended up not going to Australia which in hindsight I'm kind of like oh I wish I'd gone but then when I see those videos about bugs in Australia and critters and stuff like that I am good because I am terrified of bugs I'm so scared of bugs one day I do want to visit Australia but to live there for four months I don't know if I would have made it if the bugs situation is as serious as they make it seem somebody from Australia leave a, a comment or something and tell me if this is like as bad as it seems you know I've never been there so I don't know but I've seen some stuff on the internet and I'm like thank God I did not go to live there because I would not have made it I do not do bugs so sidebar anyway um, so I ended up picking England the months go by so this is when I decided to do it was probably like January or February of 2018 so then um, I left in September so all this stuff is happening in between I'm getting ready you know preparing and all this kind of stuff and in the midst of that my sister moved back home to California from Texas so we also moved to a different city which was a few which was a big transition and change as well as you know having my sister and her little family back so it was a lot of transition going on within this time but everybody was really supportive of what I was gonna do it also made me feel comfortable because I knew my mom would have some support while I was gone because prior to that it was only mo yeah, mostly just her and I because my sister was living in a different state so I was glad that um, she wouldn't I wouldn't be just you know leaving her alone she would have been fine but still it just made me feel better so I followed through with the paperwork I filed the paperwork I picked the place I did everything that I needed to do had to get my passport had to get my, um, my approved for the visa because I had a six-month student visa so all the stuff that I had to do to get to that point was completed and then I finally bought my ticket to 
Manchester, so that was the closest airport. And on September 13th or 14th, I flew out of LAX to England. That was super duper tough. My mom dropped me off at the airport. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of like sadness and you know, it was a big deal. I had never, to be, before this, I had never been away from my family for this long ever, especially my mom, ever. I'd never been out of the country before this. So this was a really big deal for me. And the fact that I decided to do it was a really big deal. So me actually following through and getting on the plane was hard. It was really hard for me to leave my mom and, you know, just walk onto the plane by myself. And, but I did it. I did it. I had a layover. I got on the plane, had a layover in Atlanta had to run through the Atlanta airport to get to my connecting flight to Paris because um, the planes were, the plane was super late. So I had to run through the Atlanta, I don't remember, whatever the Atlanta airport is called, to get to my gate to get to Paris because I had a, from LAX to Atlanta, to Atlanta to Paris, from Paris to Manchester. And if you've ever been in the Atlanta airport, you know what I'm talking about, but it was a hot mess. So I ended up just barely making it to my flight for Paris. I got on there. That was a nice flight. Obviously it was really long because it's overseas. And then I got to Manchester. Um, and, oh, and at Manchester, um, they had a bus set up to take me to the campus. So I had to set all that up so that they could take me to the campus and I rode <clears throat> from Manchester to Preston on that little bus and which was really cool got to see you know some sights and stuff like that it was still you know still really like jarring and scary to be in a different country to have things be different than what I'm used to so landing you know in Manchester was exciting but scary at the same time and you know traveling alone is also can be nerve-wracking if you're not used to doing that so I got to like I said I got on the bus we drove to the campus I got to my flat which is an apartment but you know in England they call it a flat and um, let's see I'm trying to remember the story because it, it's at this point it's like almost five years well, yeah, almost five years, but I got to my flat. Oh, that's what happened. Okay, so guess what? My luggage was where? In Paris. Where was I? In England. So when I got to my flat and got all, you know, checked in and stuff, I had to figure out how to get my luggage to where I was. So when I landed in Manchester, I was waiting for my luggage on the, on the baggage carousel, waiting and waiting, waiting. Me and a few other people never came. So I had to go up to the desk and see what the heck was going on. And a bunch of us that were on that flight from Atlanta, oh no, from Paris to Manchester had gotten our luggage left in Paris. So I was like, great. So I had to leave my number, you know, I just got on the bus with what I had. And once I got to my flat, I had to, you know, call and figure out when I could get my luggage because I had no clothes. All my clothes were in my luggage. Um, I had no clothes. I had nothing to make me comfortable for that first couple of nights, and which was which made it worse, you know. So when I got there, got settled, <clears throat> they showed me my room. So I had a flat where um, it was kind of like an apartment but there was four separate rooms for all of us girls. It was me and three other girls. We shared a bathroom, we shared the, like the toilet room and we shared the kitchen. So there really wasn't any communal space in the flat that we had. And so it was really isolating. And I don't think that it really hit me what I did until I got into my, my own like little door, dorm room I closed, you know, I went into the door, the door closed by itself and it slammed shut and it clicked 
in my head of like, wait a minute, I'm alone. I am alone and I don't know anybody here. I don't have my stuff. I don't even know where to go to get toiletries or underwear if I needed it. I can't call anybody for help. I I don't know anybody because I went alone. I know sometimes in exchange programs, you can go with other people or at least somebody that's um, also at your school. So you'll at least know somebody. I didn't go with anyone. I went super alone. I think there was another girl from my campus at home that went, but I never met her. I never see, seen her, never saw her, I mean, when I was there. So I think it finally clicked in my head of like, what did you do? What did you just do? Like you are alone. So that's when the anxiety set in and the panic and the crying and the homesickness, just everything just washed down on me in that moment when I was finally the hustle and bustle of traveling and trying to get to my home base was over. And I realized that I had no idea what I was gonna do. It was extremely jarring. It was so scary. I was so upset. I called my mom crying, telling her that I didn't have my luggage. I didn't know what to do. <clears throat> I didn't know where to go. Like I, I was in complete shutdown mode. And I just wanted to lay down in the bed and cry and put my head over, put the blankets over my head and just let the four months wash over me because I was ready to give up at that point. I wanted to go home. I was over it. I I was ready to just pack it up. I was like, forget this. I, I don't need to do this anymore. I want to go home. This is too much. So my mom convinced me to, it's okay. You know what you're doing you're fine just go out and you know get some toiletries figure out where you need to go ask around or you know get some uh so look at the map or something like that and figure out where you can go to get the things that you need to get you have to get out of there you have to go and explore and figure out where you are and what you need to do so i mustered up some courage to do that and went out into town, figured out what I need, where I needed to go, what I needed to do, found a little spot, got some a blanket and you know toothbrush and all this kind of different stuff, toiletries, and got what I needed to get. Then when I was on my way back from the store, so it's a little college town, so you know going into town is not really that far. You just kind of have to walk everywhere, um, but. After I went to the store, I went, I walked back to the campus. I went and got um, an ID card from the library. And I'm walking back to my flat. I see one of my roommates and she's like, they just came to drop off your luggage. I didn't, um, I didn't know that it was them. They were knocking. I was taking a nap. And when I woke up, they were walking away with your luggage and I couldn't catch them. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like the minute I leave to go get something just to make myself feel better, they come with my luggage. I don't know where it is now. It's not with the security. I, where did they take it? Like, I don't know what to do. It was a whole hot mess. So it ended up being another day or two before I actually got my luggage because when they came to deliver it and I wasn't there, they took it back to the airport or wherever, you know, they took it back with them. Whoever was delivering it took it back with them. So um, they were supposed to, at the security post in front of my flat, were supposed to hold on to that luggage. Like they were supposed to let them leave it there. But somehow it ended up that somebody, whoever was working there at the time told them they couldn't. So they took my luggage and they left. So I had to call around a bunch of times to figure out where it was and when I could get it back. And it was a whole hot mess. <laughs> so that happened. I finally got my luggage a couple days later, thankfully. And I felt a lot better. Just having my stuff with me made me feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit less um, out of place. And then my cousin had been traveling in Europe 
so she came to stay with me for the first couple of days that well like the first couple of days that I was there which really made me feel a lot better to have a familiar face there and kind of get my mind off of being there alone was really nice she showed me how well we went to London and she showed me how to use the tube which is the underground like subway thing in London and how to read like the signs on the the street signs because they're on the side of the buildings they're not you know on the you know, how we in the United States we have them on the poles by like the stop signs we have the street signs that's not how it is so she just gave me a lot of helpful tips that helped build my confidence to be able to travel alone when the time came and that really got me out of that homesickness for the time that she was there and then when she left of course it was hard again it was really hard to be alone and so that this episode is not you know super duper long I'm not gonna go through like every single day that I had there because this is four months so it would be super long but there were a lot of depressing days and there was a lot of anxiety a lot of sadness homesickness I didn't know anybody you know I made a couple of friends while I was there but it wasn't the same as like having someone there who knows you and can you can lean on and you can trust to help you get through this process you know you're still alone you still don't really know anybody so I went to class mostly and then when I didn't have class I was mostly in my dorm room just trying to take my mind off of things I was really depressed the whole time I was there really um, there were there were not sad there were not hold on what am I trying to say there were good moments it wasn't all bad that's what I'm trying to say it wasn't a terrible experience and I'm really grateful for it but I have to say looking back on it I think I was probably depressed for most of the days that I was gone just because I I was so lonely and I felt so lost and I didn't feel supported where I was not for my family but what could they do from you know America when I'm in England there's nothing that they could do and unfortunately the university where I was didn't have a very good um, uh, international students center or whatever you know there wasn't a lot of I didn't feel very supported there so a lot of the things that I had to do I felt like I had to figure out on my own because they didn't have a very good like global studies unit or whatever you want to call it so it wasn't very helpful for me to have to do everything on my own and not feel like I had anybody that I could turn to and ask about this or that you know but it ended up being a really good thing so I stayed there for four months during that time I joined the um, students union I started volunteering this is my way of getting myself out of my dorm room and getting some socialization some Sun when there was Sun and just getting myself out of my comfort zone because sitting in my dorm for hours and hours when I didn't have class just waiting for my family to be for it to be the time where I could call my family because there was an eight-hour difference was not something that I could do every day I used to sleep in as late as possible and wake up as late as possible so then there was only a little bit of time left during the day where I have to wait until I could call my family and just talk to them for the rest of the night you know so I had to find other ways to get myself out of that dorm room and out of that funk and depression and really make the most of my time there and I'm really glad that I did. I had some good experiences. I met some really cool people. It helped me develop public speaking skills and um, develop socialization skills, confidence to talk to people that I didn't know. You know, it, it just was a really, it was a good move on my part. And I'm glad that I made that decision to join the students union, to start volunteering and getting involved in the campus because then people started to recognize me and it started to feel a little bit little bit more familiar 
I did that and I also you know would go into town would walk made a couple friends so I would hang out with them sometimes but not very often I was there studying psychology because that's what their program translated to um, so like when you study abroad the program that you're in at home the cl you have to pick classes that match classes that you can take there so that you can get the credits for those classes I hope that makes sense so the way that you take classes especially like okay I'll speak from an American point of view because I am American if you're in a university you have certain classes that you have to take for your education plan to meet your um, to meet the needs that for your degree so you can get your degree when I studied abroad we had to go through all the classes that I had left to take and find the equivalent on the school in England's program of study so that I could take that class in England versus taking it in America so their equivalent program to what I was studying which was human development in America was psychology so I had to take those types of classes and then I had to take um I forget what it was but it was some type of was it neuroscience neuro I don't remember what it was but some type of scientific study of the brain class a psychology class and then a counseling class counseling class ended up being my favorite because I love counseling and therapy and stuff like that so that one ended up being my favorite and I really liked the professors and that was a really good experience um, the other classes not so much and I you know I may or may have may not have skipped class a couple of times just because it was so like boring and just it was hard so I did the best I could do I passed all my classes and that's all that matters while I was in while I was living in England I did a lot of solo travel and again this built my confidence because it taught me that I'm resilient, I'm strong, I'm, I am capable of figuring things out, I am capable of taking care of myself and keeping myself safe and getting myself back home, navigating. So it was a, a huge confidence boost that I don't think, I think that I needed, I'll say. I needed that confidence boost to, to let me know that I am capable, very, very capable of taking care of myself um, if I have to. Because up until that point, I had been very sheltered in life, very coddled. My mom um, was that kind of mom that kind of wants to tell you how to do things all the time because she feels like she's helping you. But really, it's like, let me figure it out. So me being on my own was really like really nice. And it helped me develop that confidence in myself to say, hey, I don't really need anybody to tell me how to do something or where to do blah, blah, blah. I can figure it out on my own. And it felt really good. So I did a lot of solo travel. I, <clears throat> and this is not me advocating for traveling solo because, you know, it's not always the safest. Um, so use your own judgment about if you want to travel by yourself or not. That's totally up to you. That's something you have to plan. For me, I knew I felt like it was something that I could handle, and I felt comfortable with doing it. I was always, you know, cautious. I didn't talk to strangers. I stayed on, you know, the populated streets and um, with where stayed in areas where there were a lot of people and tourist attraction attractions and stuff like that. I always had my phone on me so that I could, uh, you know, call my family if I needed to. So I tried to do it in the safest way possible, but because I didn't have really any friends in the beginning it was either travel alone or stay in my dorm room and I didn't want to waste all that time that I had in a different country in Europe especially because it's so easy to travel over there I didn't want to waste all that time um, not traveling just because I didn't have anybody to go with so I went by myself I went to Scotland Edinburgh Scotland I went to different places in England, like Liverpool and Manchester and Blackpool. 
I went to Italy by myself for th uh, three days, three or four days, and stayed in an Airbnb. So I went to Milan and then took a train to Florence. So all these things were helping me build confidence. And it was always, up until that point, my dream to go to Italy. Like I loved Italian food. I've always dreamed of going to Italy. So to be that close and not go, I couldn't pass up that opportunity. So that was my gift to myself is buying a train, I mean a plane ticket to Italy and the Airbnb and fulfilling my dream of being in Italy. And I do want to go back because I did not stay long enough and I also didn't visit all the places that I want to visit. So I would go back. Personally, I would go back. I had a I had a really good time. My Airbnb hosts were amazing. I had a good time. After the initial shock of being in Italy and getting lost again and having that, you know, little meltdown in the beginning because I got lost and I couldn't ask anybody for help because I didn't speak Italian. After that, I had a great time. And I would definitely go back. Um, one thing that I will say, I don't know how it is now because this is all pre-COVID when I was doing all this stuff. I don't know how it is now. But one thing I will say is anywhere you go, like if you're touring or being a tourist somewhere, look up the city sightseeing tour buses because those were really cool. I would probably do, I would do that again in a heartbeat if I was traveling abroad again and things were the same as they were before because it was a really good way to get to know or get around the city, I'll say, not to get to know, but to get around the city it's a big um, double-decker bus that takes you around the different parts of the city and the different landmarks or whatever so that you get to see a lot of that area in a short amount of time. So you get on the bus, after you purchase the ticket, you get on the bus, you have your little ticket there and you know you can hop on and off as much as you want. So if it stops at this, you know, bus stop this particular place and you want to get off and go see what's around there you can do that and then all you have to do is just wait at that stop or a different stop again for the bus to come back and take you around again so it was pretty cool I did that in almost every city that I went to um, just because I thought it was super cool <clears throat> and it was a really good way to see things that I probably maybe not Oh my gosh, my words. I might not have known about because it's specifically taking you to like points of interest. So I did that when I went to Edinburgh. I did that when I went to Milan. I did that when I went to Florence. Um, and it was just, it was a really good idea. It didn't cost too much, um, but it was super, super helpful. And it was fun too. You ride on the top of the double decker and you're, you know, seeing all the the city has to offer super cool so um that was a really good experience that was a really good part of being in england is traveling even though a lot of the times i was still really sad when i had to go back to my dorm because i was lonely and there was was going back to nobody you know um traveling I wouldn't trade that for the world and I don't know that I'd ever I would ever have traveled that much had I not been living there so it opened my eyes to the different ways people live and I feel like for me I'll speak for me as an American I was kind of in my little America bubble and not really aware of how things work in in other countries and that there's life outside of the way that we do things as Americans so it was really eye-opening to go to Europe and see these things that I wouldn't have thought about you know I wouldn't have guessed would be the way that they are like um, being in England there's so much diversity and things like that or seeing black people from Ireland I was you know I would never have really thought about those types of things it kind of was eye-opening for me and I felt a little um, just naive I guess or like ignorant to these things just because you know you just don't know about them if you don't see it you don't really know about it so I'm, I'm happy to have had those experiences because I got to know a lot of different people and a lot of different things 
gave me new perspectives on life outside of these, you know, your little American bubble. So <clears throat> I did all that traveling. I took my classes. Um, you know, things happen day to day. I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of self-reflecting because I had a lot, a lot, a lot of alone time on my hands. So I had to find ways to fill that time. I went to the gym a lot. I cooked a lot. Um, listened to music. Would journal, meditate for you know an hour or so just to kill time. I had a lot of time to self-reflect and to get to know myself and especially coming um, off the heels of that twin flame journey I really needed this time to get to know myself and really grow in this way alone I think that was the biggest thing and probably the biggest reason why um, God made it so that I would take this adventure is so that I could learn about myself and learn that I don't need anybody I want a lot of people around and I want my family around and I love spending time with them but I don't need to have anybody with me to get things done or to be happy or to have experiences I can do things on my own and know that I'm okay I really needed that so yeah I, I, I did make a friend while I was there and we went to Manchester together and we you know would hang out every now and again but for the most part i was just chilling by myself my mom did end up coming um for new year's eve she came out so we went and stayed in a different city which was equally as boring as where i lived no shade to luton or to preston but i'm so sorry but it was really boring there and <clears throat> Um, it was a good time for us to just kind of bond together too and for her to see me and my element and knowing how to, when we went to London for the fireworks, me knowing how to navigate the tube and having that confidence to know like even if we took the wrong um, train, I could figure out how to get us where we needed to go. So it felt really good to show her how much confidence I had gained in those in that little bit of time. Um, because she came over with the same nervousness and anxious energy that I came over with of being really overwhelmed in this completely different place where you have no idea what's going on and it seems like everybody else knows what's going on and it's only you that has no idea what's going on. So it was a good um, learning experience for her too, I think. We spent that time together she was there for about two weeks I think and then we went to London we went to Amsterdam that was super cool we did a sightseeing city sightseeing tour bus in Amsterdam also um, had a lot of fun experiences exploring Amsterdam is another place that I definitely would go visit again because I had an amazing time it was super cool we did the um, the Heineken experience all kinds of different stuff and I don't even drink beer but I just feel like if you're in a place that's famous for something legal um, then why not try it out and explore you know so the Heineken experience was cool and it was cool to have that experience with my mom and something that we share we we could talk about having um, that time together in Europe so, and obviously I'm leaving a lot out, but having that experience was really good. And then once she left, which was, I think maybe two weeks before I was coming back home anyway, it was hard again because it was like, you know, this time for these two weeks where I wasn't thinking about how homesick and sad and lonely I was. I had a little piece of home with me. I wasn't on campus. Um, I had a little bit of break from my little dorm room, which was super small. And I didn't feel like I was, you know, imprisoned. I was out of my little routine. And then when she went back home, it was like, okay, 
womp, womp, womp. Like, here we go again. Back to the abyss. Back to the, you know, depression and the sadness and the loneliness of my dorm. And even though it was only two weeks, it felt like forever. It felt like it couldn't go fast enough. I was so excited to go home. And I was so excited to go home. So excited to go home. I just wanted to be back in familiar territory where I knew how things were going to go and people and I knew people and I just wanted to be back home in my own room in my own space I was really thankful for the experience I wouldn't trade that experience for the world but I was really happy to and ready to go home by that time so if you ever are thinking about studying abroad or if you are an exchange student right now or if you um, have considered it I would say go for it obviously think about what makes sense for you but that's time in my life is something that I if I hadn't done that I'd never be able to have that experience again because it was the last semester of my undergrad and after that you know you go to graduate school and it's not as easy to find study abroad programs for that kind of stuff so it just lined up perfectly and it made sense for me and I've not regretted it a day in my life other than the first couple of days when I was there and homesick and didn't realize what the heck was going on but looking back on it especially since I've been back home I have never regretted making the choice to go there <clears throat> even you know being in that city that was super depressing everything that happened happened for a reason it happened just like it was supposed to happen and I'm grateful for all the experiences that I had while I was there I had an amazing um, life opportunity I have a story to tell I have um, a way to relate to other people now because of the experiences that I've had and I'm a completely different person all because I took that leap of faith and challenged myself to see if I could if I could do something if I could um, I wanted to prove something to myself and I did that so if you ever <clears throat> are um, confronted with a challenge like this and even maybe if it's not studying abroad maybe it's like um, moving to a new place or like going just going and visiting Europe or or America depending on where you are I would say go for it in the in the best way that works for you in the safest way possible don't let fear stop you from doing anything that you're meant to do or having any experiences that you're meant to have because you you might regret not doing it and I mean, I don't think you'll regret doing it, but that depends on the circumstance. But the amount of opportunities there are for growth and learning is unmatched. And you can't really get that by staying in your comfort zone. You have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. So definitely, obviously, it's things are different now because of COVID. So it has to make sense. But if the opportunity presents itself... I would definitely say it's worth the try and do it in a way that is safe for you obviously that makes sense um, and that works for you and see see what you can see like see who you are challenge yourself to be alone and do things by yourself this is just in general too, not even just traveling but doing things by yourself is really important for building your self-trust and your confidence I think so a few things that I learned through this experience are um, how to be alone obviously uh, how to trust and rely on myself because there was no one else to rely on when I was traveling I had to trust myself I had to rely on myself I learned that I am courageous like I do have courage um, I learned not to sit in sadness and depression and anxiety and just let that take over when I get overwhelmed, <clears throat> but to sit with it for a minute and then push myself out of it, push myself out of my comfort zone and um, move forward as in the best way possible. 
I learned to take calculated risks and I learned that that's very important part of life is to take calculated risks so thinking things through thinking about what bad things could happen or might happen and weighing out whether or not it's worth it to take that risk because there's always you know there's always the chance that something undesired or bad will happen but it doesn't always mean that that's actually going to happen a lot of the times not a lot of the times but sometimes we can make up stuff in our heads and anxiety gets in the mix and anxiety is lying to us about what's really going to happen and we blow things out of proportion or overthink and we stop ourselves from doing things that could be really good for us so obviously use your discernment um but be mindful of when maybe you're like blowing things out of proportion or overthinking things when really there may not be a real threat but that depends on your circumstance it's all up to you but yeah being in Europe is so much different than being here in the US and I wouldn't have learned that had I not been there I also learned that I can make it through hard times I'm resilient and it's really good to expand your world view. It's good to expand the way that you think about the world and the way that you see the world um, because you just don't want to be this closed-minded, um, narrow-minded, like one-sided person who doesn't know what other people are experiencing in the world. Because um, it just, it's, I don't know. I guess you can be more relatable in that way if you understand that not everybody is living life the way that you are. And that doesn't mean that you know people are living shabby or, or bad it just means like things are different and it's okay for things to be different and to respect people's differences so that when you do meet people who come from different backgrounds um it's not so like i don't know i'm not really sure what i'm trying to say but it's just good to be open-minded and a good way to do that is to get yourself out of your comfort zone and into a place where you're kind of the outsider you're the outlier and see how you how you do in that type of environment because you'll learn a lot about yourself I definitely learned a lot about myself um, it's funny because when I was over there people would be like I like your accent and here you know here's my you know never been out of the country so I was like I don't have an accent you have an accent that's not true because in that in that situation I was the small fish in the big pond like I did have an accent People knew exactly where I was from as soon as I started talking. Um, maybe not California, but they knew I was American by the way that I would talk. So I had a lot of like moments like that where I was like um, checking myself because I was like, you, I don't have an accent, you do, but it's not, that's not the case. So <laughs> just thinking about that kind of stuff when you're making decisions to do something new is important and it may not be on the grand scale of studying abroad and leaving your family for four or five or six months to a year it may not be something that drastic uh, but any <clears throat> excuse me in any case it's good to stretch yourself a little bit it's good to get out of your comfort zone and to try new things and to move past fear and anxiety and know that things are going to be okay. They may not be what you wanted them to be. Bad, you know, undesirable things or things that you just wish didn't happen might happen. But there's really no way in life to avoid stuff like that. You can't really hide from change or unwanted things. So it's better, in my opinion, to learn how to roll with roll with the punches and get in there and learn how to flow with life's changes versus always trying to go against the grain and push against change and everything else because it's only going to make you suffer more because things are going to change whether you want them to or not so <clears throat> that's my little story about how living abroad changed my life it changed my perception of life my perception of myself my family and I think mostly it just helped me learn who I was and really get me solidified and 
all the things I had been doing up until that point from meeting my twin flame, going through that spiritual journey, all the healing and everything that I had been doing was that was like the test going to England was the test that I had been studying, preparing for, for all that time. And I passed the test. So make sure that you're challenging yourself and you're not letting fear stop you from doing things that you want or need to do. And that's me also talking to me because even though I had that experience, I still get anxious about new things and have anxiety. Change is not my friend sometimes. And I don't always know how to make friends with change. But I'm hoping that one day it won't be as scary for me. And I always remind myself when it's too challenging, remember, Casey, you lived in England for four months by yourself. You went to Italy alone. You can do hard things. You're capable of this. It's it's fine. So I hope that if you're facing a challenge in your life that you'll face it head on. You'll do the best that you can do and you won't run away from it. That doesn't mean that you're not going to come out of the thing. You're not going to come out of the situation without bumps and bruises, perhaps. Maybe not, hopefully not literally, but you're not going to come out of the situation unscathed. But you will learn about yourself and you will grow and you'll be really happy that you challenged yourself and did something different. That's my encouraging words. And thank you for listening to my story. It was nice to go down memory lane and remember my little, my experience and my big life change. So see you in the next episode.